All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 54 of The Rink Shrinks. Uh, we had a great trip down in New York to celebrate the Iron Man. Uh, we got some mailbag questions. What do you say? You ready to roll? Let's go. All right, Mott, uh, we had a, a, a heck of a week so far. Big accomplishment for uh, for KY3, Keith Yandel, 965 games, which was uh, it was fun to take a little road trip with you and the boys and uh, a lot of family members there. It was a good time. What do you think? It was, it was so fun to be you know a part of. I was really uh, you know excited that you got the look to, to go down with the Yandel family and the knuckleheads, but uh, you know, just speaking about the that accomplishment, you know, it just takes so much to 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 stay healthy and play at a high level. And you know, th- there has to be some luck along the way. You get some bounces, but you know, he fought through a lot to make sure that he ended up breaking that uh, record. But we were talking, you know, when, when do you think? He, I mean, you might have the answer. When, when do you think he started really kind of being like, "Oh, this, I have a shot at this." Is it like six hundred, seven hundred? Yeah, because early to, on in his career, he's like, you know, it's not even on the radar, right? Right, it's not even close. And when you think you, you look back on it, it started in March of 2009, and uh, which is just wild when you think about it. Like, you know, Colin, my 12 year old, was I think five months old at the time, uh, and like, it, which is is just amazing when you when you think about it, and. I think it really started to get real. Like it was right around the time he was in Florida. Um, Cause I remember like the first time I, it really like came across kind of like what's going to happen was when he did take that shot from Ekblad, that game in Boston, which I'm trying to think what year that would have been, it was, you know, probably about four years ago, um, four or five years ago. So yeah. And, 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 you know, I think at the time, yeah, like you said, it was probably about 600 games in a row, but there was no, you know, we thought there was no way that he was coming back and playing the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't like call text, like nothing, you know what I mean? Just, and, and the next day it was like, Oh, he's playing like, wow. Type of thing. So that, yeah, it was that, that's kind of when it, when it definitely got real. Yeah. But it's such a great accomplishment and, um, you know, I'm just, we're really, I mean, I know you're really proud of him, but I'm proud of him as well. Like, you know, just the way he conducts himself and sees all the family and, you know, the, uh, all, the whole family down there hugging and getting a, a big picture. Which was yeah, great. no, it was good. It was good to have a lot of family there. Obviously, if it was, uh, you know, COVID and all that stuff, this, like you said, there's been a lot of luck to it. I was very happy that, you know, a few of our uh, aunts, uncles, obviously some good friends were able to make it, which was cool. And I really liked that, um, you know, Doug Jarvis, his, his quote, who obviously Keith, um, you know, passed and just like what a true pro, but his, he had a great quote. Uh, the streak is a real tribute to his character, his commitment and his love of the game to be in there every night, which I just thought that was, you know, off awesome kind of sums it up perfectly. Um, obviously, you know, Doug Jarvis had a heck of a career and just to, to honor it and, um, was really cool. And I think it's, you know, like he said, I mean, Keith, you know, season 15 uh, just still loves going to the rink and he loves being uh, a part of a team and hanging the guys. And, and you know, I talked to you about, um, you know, there was some different videos of, of like him walking in the room and just giving guys hugs and them, you know, the respect that he has and the respect he has for his teammates, I think is is really, really cool. And now he's seen, you know, when, when you think about it, he broke into the league and, you know, Wayne Gretzky was his coach. You had, you know, veterans like Ed Jovanowski, Derek Morris, those type of guys, um, Shane Doan that like really showed him how to be a professional. And now he's able to do that for those young guys, which I think is, uh, is really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. You're right. Um, and Doug Javis was my coach when I was in Boston. He's a really, uh, he's a gentleman himself and yeah, I think he summed it up perfectly with that yeah. um, with that quote. But uh, hats yeah. off to, to KY. Yeah, big shout out and uh, takes a village. You know what I mean? It's and and he's he's you know certainly uh, exceeded exp- you know no, what's the word I'm looking for uh, exceeded expectations for his uh, NHL career and hopefully he can keep keep on trucking here. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had some, you know, good road trip down. Obviously, we had some. Uh, luckily, you were there to to 
get some social media going. I not all I know not all of our listeners are on social media, but we did have some good questions. Uh, we were going back and forth, which was was pretty hilarious. And it was you and I definitely are not like the social media guys, but to have each other in the car and taking pictures and Mott's uh, Mott's taking the boys in the in the convenience store and getting seventy two bags of combos and beef jerky and slim gyms and all that stuff so they got a they got a good chuckle out of all that stuff yeah so we, we got a few of the questions <clears throat> can't get to all of them but uh there's a few that we can kind of bang through here i'd say you can bang through them quick yeah let's let, let, let's hit a couple well it was pretty good uh what does sonk mean and you know what's the or- origin of the story so i i think you you have a, a good handle on that one yeah i mean it, it was it it's been going on for a while it used to just be that kind of fake behind the net um or any type of, you know, fake shot pass type of thing. But that was, uh, it, it all started. It's basically just a substitute for psych. Psych. You know, like psych. And uh, and for whatever reason, I think Chris Bork was behind it a bit too. Um, they were teammates, obviously, at Cushing and, and, you know, good friends forever. So Chris definitely had a piece of it. And, and you know, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Uh, you hear those those guys the Chicklets guys saying it all the time. I try not to say it because it's kind of his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean that one time that he was behind the net, and I think it was Cody McLeod. He he got yes, that was a pass. good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's just like sunk. Yeah. So that's it's pretty funny stuff. But um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. What else do we got? Um. Uh, oh, I, oh I got, what tunes? Yeah. What tunes did we have going? Uh, oh, because Ryan usually rips my my choice of music, you know. So we had Bob Seger radio on the way home. Just unbelievable, like Pandora, dude. We were we were buzzing. <laughs> that was. I, I actually um, I downloaded the uh, station when I was driving Brooke to practice. I'm like, this is a pretty legitimate station here, Brooke. You're gonna love it. She's like, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> She's dude. like, yeah. All right, old man. <laughs> yeah so yeah and then, was- but but going down too we were in the we were a little you know we we had the country going too i think that was thomas uh thomas rhett radio so we did kind of a combo of country and then the the oldies but goodies exactly yeah that was um yeah another good question because it's a long ride <clears throat> and uh but it was just it was just loud enough but not you know you can still talk over it we can tell our lies <laughs> the, boy, and the, boy, the boys could still chirp from the back seat yeah and they're like veterans they spread out and yeah they had the they had the the third row going like everybody was just lounged out they had their pillows going they were yeah they they it wasn't their first rodeo ah the veteran uh all right where's well where's Foles? does unh plan to retire Foles' number after his legendary one game it's a good it's a good one so great he's the best you know just classic just his his whole demeanor and his personality and everything, but he just such, yeah, such yeah, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, that's a good one. Is that not unbelievable? It's infectious, right? It really yeah. is. But yeah, just some of the conversation um, we're having, just random stuff. So yeah. so fun, so but fun. But Foles so, wasn't to answer the question. Foles was in the car ride down with uh, with Wit and Billy Ryan, so they had separate cars. And uh, and we met them down there. We rendezvoused. We rendezvoused at the game. And I don't think there's any plans to retire Foles's jersey. Um, no. Well, we tried to get the. Uh, we got. We maybe we should call Souza and see. Yeah, you know, get get that done, fam. The only chance that his number, like, there's a there's any hope of his number getting retired is if some complete phenom comes along, like now, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a like a Jason Krog, Darren Hayda, like that type of player at UNH and wears twenty two, and that's how the number gets retired. And he'll say that it's his. Yeah, well, that's that's legitimate. It's still the number he wore in the, in the rafters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> very true, very true. What uh, well, we got a couple more. How bad are the tolls in New York these days? So well, we had the easy pass going, yeah. making sure, but you know. That's the, the dangerous part, though, too. You don't know what's coming out of your pocket. You know, yeah, no idea. The no, change in, right, right. Look, looking under the seat to get that extra five to ten cents. 
um, these kids nowadays will never understand that. Like yeah. having to go over the Tobin Bridge and, and scrape up a dollar. Scrape up a dollar. One time we were driving back from UNH and it was um, Big Matt Walsh. He he Milton kid. He's a legend. Actually, he's a big fan of the show. His son. He's down in New Jersey and uh, his son's like seven or eight years old and he's skating. So he was texting me recently. But so we were coming back from UNH. I think it was Easter. Like had a big night the night before and. Whoever had the, the while she was driving, whoever had the money had like 10 bucks. And they're like, dude, we need it for the tolls. You know what I mean? And well, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll give you the change type of thing. And he went and as soon as he went to the toll, he gave him the 10. And he's like, hey, just buddy, keep it. Grab a couple coffees on us. And whoever's money, I forget who it was, was losing it, like lost their mind. So it was an absolute power move by Walshie. But yeah, they're never uh, they're never gonna remember the. Uh, these kids are never gonna understand what it take you know to to scrape together that quarter that was under the seat or whatever it was to throw it in that change bin and then the the arm go up that yeah. you made. Oh, you miss. Remember you said if, if you missed, <laughs> if you missed, you wouldn't be able to to go through. You'd be like you'd have to get out of the car and try yeah. to find some change that fell. Especially oh. on like uh, Route 90 there over by BU. It was just like yes. you should chuck in and go. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was the occasion like a couple – I you'd know like the random guy and you'd get like a free pass. Like that was the best. It was unbelievable. We were coming back from uh, – so Courtney and I were down in Hartford, like probably second year pro, and had a couple come back to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, for American Thanksgiving, and we get into Massachusetts and – this guy, Frank Staffio, was like, hey, Mike, heading home for uh, Thanksgiving? Tell, tell Bob and me I say hello. And like, the, are you kidding me? We just got into Massachusetts. Like, do you know? And you know, and you know, Joel Booth Willie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the only time it happened to me. But it was just funny to have those guys in the, in the vehicle. They're like, what? Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. All right, last one. Uh, favorite flavor of combos? Yeah, I mean, you tried them all. Yeah, so, I mean, that gas station uh, in Dorchester, uh, they had great selection. So mm. you have to go with it all. And I, um, I rent. First one was the seven layer dip. It's like nachos. Like you know, you sort through, and there's a little, little flavor at each different level. You know what I mean? So it's really popping. Um, so I went with those, and then I like the pretzel, the pretzel uh, and cheese uh, outside. So I'll have uh, I I still have some left over. So if uh, the boys are, are yeah, we're going down to Philly tomorrow. We probably should have just left them in the car. No, there's probably some scraps. They can Ooh. check under the seats. <laughs> I definitely dropped a few. <laughs> I got to tell you this story. Um, and and obviously we appreciate everybody staying in contact during the, the road trip down. That was fun. It made the, the the ride go by quick. I know you were upset that we didn't get to stop at Subway, but we needed to make time and get down there. Uh, but I got to tell this story and a buddy from work told me, so this kid's like, actually I called him a misfit on the show a while ago because he was a kid that didn't know the three, four, seven, six shrink. Like the, oh, yeah. the, numbers. With the numbers. Yeah. yeah. So he's like young kid, this kid, James Hosey, he's a beauty, like great kid, Dorchester kid. So he never played hockey or anything growing up. So he was telling me the story that he, he went to Boston Latin and he always, um, he, all he wanted was one of the, a hoodie with the, the strings that were hockey laces. Like that was like his high school goal, more or less was to get that hoodie. And he, so he's like, you know what? Screw it. Like the only and it had his name it, and and the hockey players would have that and then it would have like their name and number on it. So he's like, "That's it, my senior year. I'm trying out for hockey. Never played before. Didn't know how to stop anything. So he found goalie pads, tried out, and made the JV team as the backup goalie. So the last game of the year, they're playing at Naponset, which is the Dorchester rink, and um, his all his family and friends and everything go and like, but they, they're not expecting him to play, but there's a couple minutes left. They're playing like Acton box bro, something they're winning five, nothing. And the coach puts him in. So he's like, I get in. He's like the fans, everybody's going bananas. So he said the puck gets iced down. He's like, and normally a goalie would just go out, stop and play it. 
he's like, but I couldn't stop. He's like, I literally couldn't stop. So he's like, I had to, he's like, I skated out at it as fast as I possibly could and just dove on the puck. And he said the fans, like his parents, everybody just like went mental, like <laughs> jumping on the glass, like just going crazy. Like this, the, the bench gave him like standing ovation. So they end up winning the game. He doesn't let in any, any goals. So then it, the, the team, they shake hands. And then afterwards, the coach of the other team made everybody on the team go and shake his hands. They thought he was, he was like, had special needs. Oh my God. Dude, they, th- they thought he was like autistic or something. And, and he's like, Oh, thanks guys. Like, like obviously yeah. he's not he's high-fiving, like, he's high-fiving everybody. And like the coach's like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. This and that. And he's like, and then the coach, I think, told the other, he's like, oh, he's like, I can't believe you got that that the special needs kid in the game. That was great. And this, and he's like, what? He's not, he's not special needs. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to skate. <laughs> so, oh, that's I, unbelievable. Oh, dude. I was crying laughing when he told me the story. I'm like, I got to tell it on, on the podcast. And um, so now, James, there you have it. There's your, uh, your moment of glory. That's so great. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. I can just picture him like coming out a million miles an hour, diving onto the puck. You know what I mean? But if you do want to learn how to skate and stop, uh, log on to the sixth line and register for the February vacation clinic. Uh, Might and squirts. There's only a couple uh, of spots left. And the second session there is, um, there's still some room in that one for the peewees and bantams. So make sure you log on to the sixth line.com and, uh, and get on it. Uh, I'd also like to talk to you guys about Skitscott. Skitscott is the new video-based social media platform that combines the best functionalities of TikTok and Instagram. Skitscott's feature-rich audio and video editor allows its users to create videos up to one minute long. The platform allows users to use augmented reality filters, picture-in-picture, layered audio, and other editing tools found only in costly movie production rooms to express themselves in a short video. This app is made in the USA. Um, it's just skiddy on. It's just skiddy on. And we got uh, the rinkshrinks.com up and running. Yeah, we do. We do. Check that out. And, um, you know, getting over 5,000 followers. So, yeah. Yeah, the, website, the website's don't, doing good. Make sure you log on to the rinkshrinks.com. We got... Um, Lauren's doing some recaps and some, you know, different uh, little articles after each show, which is really nice. So you can kind of transcribe things and, and, you know, read about what we went over on the show. So pretty cool stuff. A lot, a lot happening in the, in the shrinks world. But what do you say? We dip into the old mailbag. Yeah, let's go. Should a kid be punished for forgetting his equipment? And that's a personal opinion. What do you think? I would say it's uh, it, it, yes. <laughs> the simple answer is yes i mean you have the ability to take care of your equipment you know be prepared to to get to the, the game and you know be focused on what you need to do but it starts with if you forget your bag it's i don't know i mean there's certain scenarios where it can happen but i think it's unacceptable i mean as yeah, a coach I mean, I, it's more of a parent thing that's what i was saying versus the coach yeah, but I think like I had this conversation recently with my peewee team, and it's funny that this comes up because it's like, guys, you're, you're, you're peewees, you're 12 years old. Like some of you guys are going to be 13 soon. Like you should not be forgetting your helmet when you go to a game. You should not be forgetting like and in, in, in running out to, to me saying like, oh, can I borrow, you know, Liam's helmet, my young, like one of those kids, you know what I mean? It's like that bag is your responsibility and the preparation for a game starts at the house, right? It starts at the house, whether it's going through that mental checklist of checking your bag, helmet, gloves, shoulder pads, elbow pads, like it's real simple. You know what I mean? It's real simple guys. And you know, this is the conversation I was having with my team. I'm like, and then you come to the rink and like your mind's at ease, you know, you, 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 get your stretch in, you get ready to go, you're dressed. And like, now it's time for, you know, you, you're getting mentally prepared. The coaches, um, you know, come in talk to you before the game. And it, it's time to go on the ice when you're running around trying to chase down an elbow pad because you didn't check your bag. Like I had the conversation with these guys. I'm like, if you forget things, 
you, you you're going to be punished because of it because it, it 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 was kind of becoming a bad habit and it's like guys the game doesn't just start like when the puck drops it starts when you're leaving your house at nine o'clock that morning or, or or even before that right but it like that's part of kind of getting ready and 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 I told him the story I'll never forget it um, remember the old Springfield picks yeah. uh, you know in the Metro League like I forget who it was but it was like one of their best players they'd coach had a team rules like you needed to have all your equipment your home jersey your away jersey and this kid forgot like his home jersey and the coach made him sit in the stands and watch the game and they were like the visiting team but he's Mm -hmm. like no hey that's your equipment like we were you know probably peewee age and made like and that's that's not a short ride that's not like going down the street you know what i mean it's not like you can call mommy to 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 you know bring your jersey or whatever it is like he made the kids sit in the stands and watch it. And I'm like, you know what? He's never going to forget a jersey again. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point there. I was just saying between the – if it was like more coach, you know, uh, punishment or parent. And, right. But that's um, – no, that's all great points there. And it does – that preparation is starting well before the puck drops. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Um the fake tape stuff. Have you seen that? Like the the. So the question is, the fake tape tape stuff. Is it any good? And I know there's a couple of different companies that are that are out there, but it's almost like that thing that you slide onto your blade instead of using tape. Have you ever have you ever used that? No, I just I remember having like that roll on stuff for the top, yeah, not for the bottom. Um, I don't know. I I I would still like to be old school cloth tape. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better than than sitting there before a game, getting ready and like taping up your twigs. Yep. So I, I would go black, thick. Oh, and then um, you know use the scissors around the toe and make it look sharp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Make it look all and wax it up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I wasn't a waxer. I wasn't no. a waxer. But I liked it. Um, oh, I had a funny story. I, I, I threw this in there. Uh, when we were on that next shift, the hockey podcast, they asked the question about, like, you know, have you ever had that that dream where, like, you can't get out of bed and, and or, or whatever it is, and you're like, you know, basically coach is calling your number, right? And you you can't get off the bench or something like that. You skate to t- together. Or yeah, you see. Yeah. So I had one the other night. I was I was playing at UNH, which like, dude, give it up, right? But <laughs> cut the cord. Yeah, like cut the cord. But it's like talk about wanting to go back and and, and play. But the coach is like, all right, like Yandel, PP, go. And I was sitting there and I was brushing my teeth, and I was like looking up in the stands, and they're like. Like coach, like get on the ice, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will. And I was just like brushing my teeth, and then I like couldn't stop. I couldn't get on the ice. <laughs> it's ridiculous, absolutely absurd. Yeah, we don't. I don't know if we want to be talking about this to any psychiatrist or whatnot because he's gonna dial dial in and, and says some something that's deeper there. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah, it's get- been it's been 16 years. <laughs> Time to give it up. Oh, it's unbelievable. Do you ever have any? Do you still ever have any of those? I know. I mean, I, it's I kind like, of nuts. I was like, dude, where am I right now? Like, you wake up and I'm like completely rattled. It, it was, I'll be running late for something. Yeah. And, and just like not being able to get there, even though you're right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and you're getting dressed. Maybe it's like my childhood. I was running late, getting dressed in the back of the car. <laughs> it's just it was just coming back as memories, not really dreams. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's just a sign that I need to be brushing my teeth more. Yeah, yeah like, dude, brush the jibs. Yeah. Um, With all right. Snickers bar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got the next one here from Derek? Yeah, from Derek. Would you rather a team play in a lower division – where you are blowing out teams every week, a move up a division where you lose every game but improve the skill the skill a ton. The kids are mites and are not affected by the losses at all. For reference, we are a U6 team, uh, cross ice playing in a U8 divi- uh, house league, but now uh, games are getting closer, so we might win one soon. 
I think it's a pretty, pretty good question. I, I, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll let you tee it up. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, at that age, and, and like you said, this nobody's really getting anything out of like going out there and completing completely blowing teams out. So I would, I, I think they're doing the right thing. I think, you know, play up, play the, the better competition, try to close the gap as much as they can. And they're going to see a lot uh, better results, like kind of in the long run because of it. That's, that's my take. Yeah. I always felt that they're, you don't want to be really on a super team and you don't want to be getting your head kicked in every game. So it's like somewhere in between where you, you get challenged, you have to defend, you know, against a, a player that could be better than you in some spaces or some speed or whatnot. But then you also still want to have that success of having, you know, moving on puck or maybe even doing something individually. So it's like a balance around that age, I think, that, you know, it sounds like they have a good handle on it. But, um, you know, if you're playing up, you just want to be careful of, like, protecting the kids. But, um sounds like you're closing the gap so yeah i think i think yeah i think that's uh that's a good one from dark uh all right this one's from will i would love to hear on how you guys handle a blow-up situation say on your team at practice or something i have coached u12 girls team and half my job was conflict mediation and i was terrible at it thanks fellas from will well i i think we talk about um you know being more of a, a psychiatrist psychologist for you know coaching being a good coach so especially with girls uh they can run a little hotter at times and, <laughs> and this is just my opinion <laughs> well you got three girls so you can talk about that yeah two sisters and three three girls but um yeah you just want to try to avoid the you know the drama but if you're not doing a good job at it and you're escalating it you know, by not handling it properly, then it's only going to get worse. So um, I don't really have a, a straight answer, but I would just say try to avoid those scenarios that you've seen escalate to be something, you know, almost something out of nothing. Where, where, that, where if that's how you look at it, then it's only going to be worse. So just try to be a little bit more prepared on certain situations. Yeah. I mean, I know I can't speak to U12 girls just because I don't have them, but for the boys, I mean, if kids are, you know, we we talk a lot about body language and controlling your emotions and things like that. And, and, you know, those are conversations that I try to have with my team. And, you know, maybe you try not to do it when something kind of has happened. You know what I mean? It's like you're better off getting ahead of it and, and talking about it a little bit more and more so you can fall back on, Hey, we just had this conversation. Like we were just talking about controlling your emotions on the ice. Like you're, you you know, having bad, bad body language, what, what coaches and scouts and parents and things like that are looking for in the stands. Um, so it's definitely not easy. I mean, if, if it becomes a habit and it's one player in particular over and over again, it's like, I think you got to sit them down on the bench, right? Like, yeah. like you, 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 you can't deal with that as a coach. So, but I think it's just an ongoing conversation from a coaching perspective of controlling your emotions. You know, having good body language, not not slamming your stick, not slouching your shoulders, not you know yelling at your teammates, things like that. I I think you just fall back on those things as much as possible. Yeah, that's. I think that's a. A good call. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully everyone is setting up their backyard rinks with this, uh, the cold weather in Boston. We're going to get a bunch of snow this weekend. Um, we've been having, if you're still in the market, our friends at TSR have three different size rink kits. You can choose from if you uh, don't need the whole kit. They also have individual liners and brackets that are available. They also have the Bauer Rec skates, the Whistler skates, um, in the expedition skates for the ODR season. Uh, you can reach the team store at 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike or Dave, and they will take care of you. TSR stocks team apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in-house, embroidering and printing. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey star, uh, store and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. Make sure you guys visit tsrhockey.com. 
Uh, Mots, what do we got next? Got um, this one here is uh, what are your thoughts on having a U8 travel kid working with a skating coach outside of regular practices? Many kids on our son's travel team work with a skating coach, but to me, it feels a little early in the development for that. However, the results seem to be evident, and now my wife is asking if we should do it, and I'm conflicted. It's not for it's still a no for me, but the argument is compelling. What do you think, Mots? I I don't think you can have too much. I mean, you don't want to be getting bagged, but it's like instruction on good instruction on efficiencies of edges at an earlier age. I think could help, but then there then there's such like a a growth phase and strength you know that all plays into it but efficiencies on edges it i think it i mean i i wouldn't be, i wouldn't be saying no that it's not going to benefit right but you, you know there is time and a time and a place for it as you eat too young um i don't know it's like i would say situational call from parent to parent yeah because you don't want to just chase it to chase it because everyone else is doing it, but you want to give your kid the best opportunity. Yeah, I would just um, – I mean, I've done private lessons with kids. I've done private lessons with kids that are that are eight years old. Um, I don't think it's – it's not the BL undall. Like, it's not going to put them in the NHL. It's definitely going to help them. It's getting reps and, and things like that. But I would always be wary of the, you know, the burnout factor and things like that. Um, like, don't – don't worry about comparing yourself to everybody else. Right. You know what I mean? If you see that your kids way behind the eight ball and a couple, you know, private lessons might help, or you're doing them once a week, like uh, as long as it's fun and and it's productive and it's not like you're going out there kind of like you said for an hour and you're like, when I, when I was in Atlanta, um, I used to do private lessons, you know, four or five days a week with, with kids of all different ages. And I would bang out a half hour and just, you know, working on skating edges, shooting, like all different skills and, you know, handling the puck. And it was great. You know what I mean? It was, it, it, the kids definitely got some, some benefits um, from it, but you know, it's not something that I've ever done with my kids and, and, and maybe you should, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if you have the means and you can afford to do it, like it, it's, it's kind of that fine line, right? Like it, it, there's no like direct answer, but it's not, if you can afford it and you want to do it, you know, couple times like it you know once a week 45 minutes something like that like yeah why not do it yeah that that's kind of my answer um yeah that's kind of how how i feel for feel about it but you can never be too good of a skater so like getting to it a little earlier it could be beneficial but again it's not it's not the end all be all at eight right i think we got a um a voicemail teed up Oh, nice. Hey, what's up? This one's fresh off the press from one of my guys. Told me he's at a game and fight breaks out. One of the coaches assaults one of the players. Then someone gets beat up on the ice. But to top it off, to make matters worse, one of the mothers had a few in her. Assault a player on her son's team, but not even the other team. This lady attacked a teammate of her son. That's about as low as you can get, boys. Harry's back. Harry. Uh, man, yeah, t- talk about a ridiculous move. Absurd. I mean, I mean these emotions get the, mo- the most of people at the time, but like Harry said, not even someone on the other team here. So she must have had some stewing inside of her watching one of her son's teammates and maybe took some ice time from him. Like how trashy does that mother have to be? <laughs> I know. It's insane. Yeah. I mean like get a grip. It must have been just a melee, like nonsense, like just out of control. Yeah. Jesus. Class it up, lady. Yeah, I love, love Harry getting back uh, back in the mix, back in the saddle, Harry. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Harold. Uh, we got another voicemail? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, Jim from Columbus wanted to give you an update. 
had a situation this past weekend, end of second period. We pulled a goalie with 25 seconds left in the second uh, to go six on four on the power play. So I worked it out with my goalie to leave his stick behind um, above the crease, and it, it kind of worked in, in one sense. The refs were baffled. The opposing coach totally baffled. Um, opposing coach loses his mind. Um, and it was hilarious. I, you know, I wish we could pull it up on video. So during the uh, intermission or the between periods, the ref, uh, I guess they Googled it. Um, they came to the consensus that if it was left above the crease, it was just, you know, littering. Um, if it was left in the crease um, and it prevented an obvious and eminent goal, it would be interference, interference per, I don't know, it was like 625C rule. Um, so still unclear, but uh, one thing is it will baffle the refs and the opposing coach. And if you want to get in the kitchen of the opposing refs, pull it. Um, the guy lost his mind. Um, but I think the consensus is it would be interference if they uh, they left it on the ice and weren't on the ice and it and it stopped a goal. Uh, but you know, the refs aren't going to know about this. So interested to hear if anyone else pulled it off. Uh, all right, thanks guys. Love the show. Bye. That was good. Yeah, Jim, Jim. Columbus. Love it. <laughs> I love that. Like that's a street dog move. It really is. Like, I, that's where I said I was like I I would try to do it because you don't know the answer unless I mean unless yeah. the ref really knows the rules, right? Which like the guy probably got patched at Walmart and was like, is he's like, well, what just happened here? But yeah. I think the actual rule is that if that it. If, he leaves a piece of his equipment. It stops a goal. It's awarded a goal. But I love the fact that he tried to pull it off. Like I can imagine, there has to be some video of that somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be like a live barn, or if someone was videoing their little Johnny on uh, on Jim Jim from Columbus's team. Yeah, shoot it over. We'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Um, March, you want to talk about Morgan Stanley quick? Yeah. So for over 28 years, the Kelleher Corbett Group has been a trusted advisor to individuals, families, businesses, and nonprofit organizations. They provide clients with the scope, scale, and oversight of the global financial services firm coupled with a um, boutique advisory and consulting group. Give them a call at 781 681 4949 or visit their website at morganstanley.com backslash the Kelleher corporate group. All good, you know, like I said last time, they provide a great service. I was there, you know, so a trusted advisor for me. Um, so give them a look if you have any financial uh, services needs. Yeah, if I had any dough, I'd definitely be uh, investing it with them, but maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe someday. And never Keep know. buying those lottery tickets. Yeah, no, that's a waste of money in my eyes. Uh, we'll we'll go to the next one. Uh, hey guys, would love to get feedback on this memo sent to parents. This team, um, this team is really my only option if I want to be able to keep my kid in hockey. There is no town team, and I'm forced into a select team at a young age. For new hockey families, I could see why it's easy for parents to fall down the rabbit hole of thinking their kid is going to the NHL. It will cost us over $3,000 um, for our kids to play next year. No exaggeration, maybe even more. Uh, here's the message. So a lot of you will be graduating from AAA next year and moving on to full ice teams. I wanted to give you a quick overview of how this works. February 1st, we are able to begin issuing contracts for next year. If you are offered one, please sign ASAP as it really helps us lock in rosters and make sure we have room for all our players. We prioritize signing our own kids before we uh, consider outside players. Normally unnamed, normally, oh, unnamed organization uh, have two to three teams for each birth year. Next year, I anticipate 
two teams at each the 2013, 14, and 15 level. All organization teams are extremely competitive and slots are limited. Both the elite and platinum level are among the highest rated leagues in the country. Any mites that are not ready to head to a full ice team can remain with the AAA next year. AAA is different as we all practice as a group uh, together. All practices for full ice teams are conducted um, for are conducted for that group only. They are alternate slots, which enables practices with limited games, but I do not anticipate that as an option for most of you reading this. Um, for most of you reading this. And now that, that was it. What do you yeah. think? I think it's pretty straightforward. Kinda, yeah. It just kind of lays out the timetable on, on some of these organizations' plans. And if if they do do this by signing the players that are you know on the team before, and then you go out and try to improve in certain areas. That's really how it works, right? Yeah, it it it. I mean, I never had anyone sign a contract. I go, I I didn't sign a contract until I was twenty two years old. So we're not going to be signing contracts. But so um, anyway, <laughs> the, the parents, yeah, the parents, parents have to sign. To yeah, they wanted to sign. Yeah, sign me right now. No, I mean, I think it is kind of it's pretty straightforward they're trying to you know lock in um from an organizational piece uh the, it sounds like those kids are young i mean i've never i ran a program i never did anything like that i mean i i definitely would try to meet with the parents of those younger age groups and try to let them know exactly what they're like in for and let them know all right there's going to be an elite team there's going to be a triple a AAA team um there's going to be this option that option things like that but um yeah, it's kind of and, – and if they are, like, first-year might signing guys, it's like, no, there should be tryouts. Like, you have tryouts, then you kind of sign the contracts. Um, but I know as they get older, you know, come February 1st, you – you know, right now we're kind of in that mating season that we talked about, the silly season. We've talked about it in the past um, where kids are coming to practice and you're trying to lock in your own guys and making sure they're not going to other uh, places and things like that. So – that's why that February 1st kind of um, – and they're worried about them leaving, going to other programs too that have tryouts at before the, the EHF does it. At least, you know, I can speak on on that behalf here in Boston. So, you 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 know, I, I, I would actually say that it was a pretty good message. Yeah, just straightforward, I would say. And yeah, just kind of – new hockey info. people, you really don't know. You yeah. Know? And 3000 bucks. That's a lot. Get used to it, though. Um, you're gonna be, we have another voicemail. You're going to be paying it. Yeah. Hey, guys. Got a question for you. Um, at the PUE12U level, uh, single-A type play, how do you guys beat the dump and chase, right? If you're getting pounded on by a smaller team that's just you know, throwing it in, chasing it, um, what are your effective strategies? All right, so we we go, we go D to D, we wheel, um, then we try and do a quick up. But what do you find to be the most effective strategy at that level or at that age group? All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Pretty good question. No? Yeah. Good. Um, Def, I mean. It's really just what how I would – present it would be you have to try and break the four check so just if they're chipping and chasing and your d aren't getting back quick enough to make a play then you gotta you gotta come up with a system and you know i don't really like um promoting it but you know a hard rim with a winger higher is an easy way to bypass two of the forwards so i i would much rather make two plays but at this age group and at this level maybe it's not possible but you know d to d using the middle of the ice um and then if you know again this is like 12 is kind of early but having your goalie getting out and stopping pucks would be like another next step um i don't know what do you think yeah i mean it's a challenging thing to 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 try to break and and if teams are just like strictly dumping the puck in every chance they get it it's kind of a ridiculous way to coach 12u hockey mm-hmm. uh in my eyes like you got to teach the kids to make 
the right plays. And sometimes it is a, a, a chip on the zone or a dump in the zone. But like if, if you're playing against teams that are just getting the red line and dumping it every time, uh, dumping it in every time, I find that to be a little absurd. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, they're working on D to D's. They're working on, you know, wheeling the puck. They're working on that quick up, quick up. Uh, like you said, I would start introducing using the middle of the ice and work on, you you know, D reversing the puck. Um, you know, we got some good videos coming out with, with teaching how to, um, you know, use a reverse with your partner and, and things like that, getting your wingers low and making those good breakout um, passes. You, you know, you, it sounds kind of crazy, but if there's no real checking yet, but you know, teach your forwards to to kind of interfere a little bit when you're you're going back for retrievals to buy a little bit of time. Um, if they can get in the guy's way, even for just a a half a second, will help the D. You know, going back under pressure. But like you said, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Like you said rimming the puck around the boards, but if they get two guys coming in hard and that's the the correct play is to, to, to rim it. And, you know, now you've bypassed those two forwards and you have numbers going up the ice. It, it can obviously be valuable, but now you got to work on the forward, being able to collect that rimmed puck and make sure you're, you're getting out of the zone cleanly. Yes. That this is the fun part about co- coaching, right? Um, the other thing is if you, you know, we did this in um, in Toronto. It was like the like a one three one, and that D was way back. So we're forcing a team to dump, and then he has a ton of time to get it. Um, you know, it's kind of a little more advanced for twelve year old stuff, but um, at at times it was very effective. And we were that D, you know, kind of on an island a little bit, but you had time. Then you had uh, the wingers coming back. To help sometimes if you were the the d stepping up at the red line the other forward had to be back for you know d d to d support can run into trouble sometimes but overall it was a very effective uh way to play and you know we had some success with it but that was that's just another idea yeah that's a good idea as well um i liked it it was a good one good one uh good voicemail keep those voicemails coming and uh I just hope you're te- not teaching your team to dump and chase every time they get the puck. Let's be creative and try to score some goals. All right. All right. Uh, the next one here is from Ryan. My seven-year-old is playing travel hockey and skating three to four times a week with the team. Uh, and the other days he's at home on the outdoor rink. During games, he is playing fine, but plays much more aggressively on the outdoor rink at home with his buddies. He is having a blast. So I don't want to say too much to him, but I am trying to get him to play like he does on the outdoor rink during real games. Am I overthinking this one? Uh, Seven years old. What do you think? I, I think he's just having a lot of fun and enjoying himself. That's really how it – Yeah, I think it will translate. Maybe he feels a little intimidated on the you know travel hockey, right, instead of just going out and playing shinny with his buddies. But I think if he's having that fun, he has that passion. Um, it will translate, and I, I don't think it's – I don't even have to, you know, come down his street too hard, but, like, maybe mention it, you know, and just say, like, hey, I see how much fun you're having out in that outdoor rink. That's awesome. Why don't you bring some of that excitement and energy, you know, to the next practice or the next game or whatever. Yeah, I think just that's a – simple. Yeah, something simple. I think it's a great point. He's seven. He's probably just – enjoying the you know the kind of structured free environment on the on the outdoor rink which is cool but and like you said it it, you know it's all kind of age relevant like he's he'll be fine but maybe you know mentioning to him like hey i saw you buzzing out there during you know when you were with your buddies like let's bring that today like let's do the same thing go out and you know don't even worry about the other team like don't worry about the referees on the ice just go out and compete and have fun and you know Similar to you are when you're playing in the back door rink, backyard rink type of thing. Yeah, and you never know. Like maybe the coach is, comes down on him a little hotter, or you know he's just playing a little uptight um, when it's a little more structured. But you know, I, I think that's a good sign that he's having fun, fun with his buddies. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, those uh, mailbag questions were brought to you by Franklin Street Hockey, the official ball and street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Ice hockey season is in full swing, and Franklin has you covered with their NHL equipment bag, 
on ice stick trainer and much more visit franklinsports.com and check out their new ice hockey gear today it's great stuff uh those questions were also brought to you by cross country mortgage if you own a home and haven't looked into refinancing in a while have a quick chat with our friend chris devon and see if it makes sense for you many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth devo might be able to help save on a monthly basis so you can put more money into savings or other projects check them out at chrisdevon.com and he and the team at cross country can let you know if they can save you some dough cross country mortgage llc nmls number 47305 yeah obviously devo is the man and and he can help you pay your water bill from filling that uh outdoor rink i was talking to a buddy the other day and he was like he had a little rip in his. He's like, dude, my water's been running for like a week straight. I'm like, oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's it's a big commitment. You know, they have, uh, you know, there's a lot of value there when you have little guys or even, um, you know, you have some time as an adult to get out there. But a couple people at work um, put a lot of time, energy, and effort into it. But the, the little guys like it when they get out there. Yeah, they love it. They love it. Did you see the um, Brad Marchand chirp? Like, he's on fire, and he's a complete stud. But the Arizona Cardinals um, – Cardinals, Jesus. The Arizona Coyotes um, are working on a deal to play at a 5,000-seat arena at Arizona State University. They're building a new rink out there. Um, so somebody replied, what do you think of this one, Brad Ma- – you know, at bmosh63. And uh, he says – well, the only way they get 5,000 fans at their games now is if they give 4,500 uh, free tickets away. So that wouldn't change too much. <laughs> oh, man. He's all over it. Just a little ball of hate. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. But they try to be creative and, uh, you know, definitely small market or just a, like a non traditional hockey market that needs to be, you know, a little bit uh, more creative in their marketing and, uh ticket sales yeah strategies. I, mean, I, I think for them though it's just that that location obviously i you know i was out there you know i was in the east coast league we played at the rink downtown and you know my brother was in glendale at the arena like that every guy and anybody that goes to those games lives in scottsdale or that you know the college uh asus and tempe like that the location of the rink it's more of a It'd be like having the Boston Garden in Foxborough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, and it's and it's a much different city, and 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 like everything's more spread out out there. But like Keith and those guys, it would be, you know, they'd have to drive drive forty five minutes, half half hour, forty five minutes to to their game each day, which is kind of nuts. Did you ever have any, any experience like that? No, um, no, and I I remember playing out there, and they were they were just making a real push to develop that uh, Glendale area. Uh, it was I think it was just the rank in the hotel in the stadium was out there. Yeah, the Cardinals. That's why I said Cardinals. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so I mean, it was going to take time. I'm sure it's all you know developed much. Well, it's much more developed than when it was when I went out there. But um, you know those pockets, you know Scottsdale or even downtown. Phoenix would be much much more convenient for people to make it, and um, you know, just a, a, a different attraction. But I know that they probably got a a good deal on the land out there to build. Yeah, it, so. yeah, that's a tough one. Did you see um, the Taylor Hall bit uh, hit versus McKinnon as we're wrapping up here? I did. What'd you uh, think of it? It's clean hit, in my opinion. It's like really, yeah. I mean, it's his own stick. I mean, it's if I, if you lift someone's stick and they hit themselves in the face, the ref misses it sometimes, right? You know, like that. It's like, oh, I got hit, right? But um, and this was a clean hit. You know, you don't want to see him. You know, especially him getting injured at all. But it's just a kind of a freak, you know, situation in my opinion. That's not. I, I didn't think it was worthy of a five. Never mind a two. But um, you know, they, once they put the five up, they have to at least give them something. They can't w- wipe the five off the board. So they, they got together and, and I guess made a, a better decision than the five. But um, yeah, what do you think? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, uh, I agree with you. Like you said, I, I, I mean, I just hate to see McKinnon uh, kind of go down. Obviously, he's a stud, but hey, it's part of the game, unfortunately. You know what I mean? The snout's going to look like mine for a few weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and Taylor Hall can, uh, he can bring it when he, when he chooses to. He has kind of a lower center of gravity and like just. No, he's he a can, strong guy. Yeah, he can be a little bull. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's time, you know, we talk about uh, they, the hashtag Bell Let's Talk um, was uh, was was trending. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And, you know, it's it's so important to focus on your mental health. Um, you know, I think Riley Sheehan, they do a great job. Um, him and um, Humboldt Bronco uh, bus survivor Tyler Smith, they do a great job. Obviously, Riley was on the show, but they have the podcast Speak Your Mind, which I think is great. And um, I also I, I got an email today from the No Solo brand, which is a lifestyle apparel brand uh, committed to raising mental health awareness across all spectrums with a dedication of giving back and building community. They offer top quality, modern, casual products and are deeply connected to an incredible uh, incredibly important cause, ma- mental health awareness. 20% of all profits are donated to NAMI, the National Alliance of uh, on Mental Illness, to help take action on mental health for those in need. Since the launch of their brand in May 2021, they've donated over 11000 to uh, NAMI to help build better lives for those struggling with mental illness. So get on and... Uh, and check out that site again. It's no solo N O S O L O. Uh, those guys are doing a really great, great job. Their Instagram is at no solo brand and the website's no solo brand.com. Uh, what do you think about that stuff? Mots? That's oh, great. I mean, you know, just to create a, um, a program and a, an apparel, like a lifestyle, um, business, that gives back for the right reasons. And I, I think it's very important. And Riley Sheen was, was a great guest, great kid. And, you know, they have a, their podcast, you know, speak your mind, but it's uh, something that, you know, before you would probably just bury things away. And, you know, there's a big opportunity here to, and a platform for people to, if you do need help with anything, then uh, make sure you, you speak up. And so no solo is a good, Good uh, name for the, the the brand. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, as we wrap up here again, uh, make sure we you know log on. There's still some space left in the uh, February vacation camp. The sixth line, uh, sixthline.com. Register for that. Uh, make sure you check out the website, uh, our new website, therinkshrinks.com, which is uh, which is great and uh, come a long way. That's been a long time coming, and I'd uh, I'd like to give up. You know kind of dedicate this uh, we had a, some you know tough passings this this you know since we last recorded a uh, good friend of mine's mother gail uh larry pat obviously pat you coached with and against and you know his nephew sean um but gail passed away this week um so very sad and she'll be you know up in heaven with uh with her husband judgy which uh looking down on us so you know god bless them and then also uh Randy Boyd, who was with the Atlanta Fire program, uh, he coached when I was down there. Just a great guy. I played over 200 NHL games. He passed away this past week, which was uh, another tough loss. And obviously Clark Gillies, which, you know, a legend, legendary New York Islanders player. And then a good friend of my father's, uh, Richie Hart, uh, was a you know, Charlestown legend, uh, real tough guy, played his college hockey at BC, played professionally for a while, and uh, he passed away. So, Definitely like to dedicate the episode to 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 all those um, folks that that passed on this this past week. Well said. Yeah, there's uh, quite a few people on there with the you know try to send our thoughts and condolences out to. But uh, Clark Gillies, I knew uh, briefly uh, down on the island. Super super gentleman of a guy. You know, he was a prototypical power forward. You know, just mean, but played the game you know the right way. But also conducting himself off the ice, uh, you know, as a gentleman. And he, you know, lent a lot of his time to charitable, uh, charitable endeavors on Long Island. And all the, you know, former players that he played with, they, when they had those stri- uh, stretch of the cup runs, they're very, they're very tight. But then he would also engage the active roster as well. So you get in a big community of, of people to 
put some support behind him. He'd be uh, on on the mic crying. He's like a big big teddy bear, but he was just one of the the, the best guys. So. Stand. Yeah, obviously an amazing career, amazing player. So, yeah, once again, it's it you know it's a tough way to end the show, but we just want to you know send our condolences to everybody's family and um, a lot of those you know people they that family members are listening to the show. And so, special shout out to those guys. Um, Mozza was a good week. I'm I'm actually heading down to Philly uh, for the weekend. Uh, gonna hopefully avoid some snow here in Boston and uh, see the 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 flyers play um the kings on saturday which will be fun to uh catch up with with keith after the game and see his wife and kids and and get my kids all down there so pretty excited about that and another road trip for the yandles i'm like clock griswold yeah i'm gonna have to get on you to take some behind the scenes footage yeah you better tell joanna because i'm gonna be focused on the road i got it be focused on the road but it's good stuff yeah congrats to ky and uh have a have a ball when you get down there yeah all right cue the ring shrink shuffle good work guys For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.